All right, before we jump into our favorite segment of the show, our listener mailbag, I want to quickly remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Boomer Jacks. We are so grateful to have Boomer Jacks as our partners. It is the spot for whatever type of outing you're looking for, whether it's just somewhere to watch the game, somewhere to get drinks with coworkers, somewhere to hang out with family. Boomer Jacks is the perfect spot. Wall-to-wall TVs, the best TVs in the Metroplex, live music. They've got every game you can imagine up there on those televisions, and they've got great deals on wings right now tuesdays it's half price traditional wings so if you're listening to this right now when we release this podcast here on tuesday go get boomer jacks tonight go get you some half price traditional wings and if boneless wings are your things just wait till wednesday go on wednesday get half price boneless wings and get yourself some of the coldest beer you will ever find at boomer jacks 17 dfw locations you can find yours at boomerjacks.com all right brian we're going to jump into our listener mailbag now And first question here from Astute Fanatic, one of our loyal listeners, and I think this is a good one, is next year starting running back on the roster right now? I would say no. You don't don't think Dowdle or Davis? It's funny. I I say no, and then I think about how much they love Ezekiel Elliott, you know? There's no way, is there? Yeah. A lot of money for a guy who's averaging like 50 yards a game. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of love there. So my, my, my personnel guy thing would, would be no. My, what I think they're going to do is yes, they're probably going to keep. They, there's a lot of love for Zeke. There's a lot of love over there for Zeke. And so, I to answer the question, if you say my personal view, no. Their view, yes. So I should answer it in their view. And that would be yes. That's I, that's that's what I think is going to happen. I, I, I don't think they're going to get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. Oh my gosh, we may need a uh, I don't know. We may need a bet on that, and that's just out of me hoping there can't be any way they carry a fifteen million dollar back who's getting you fifty yards. I would hope not. And also, by the way, I think it needs to be pointed out. I don't know if you agree with this, Brian, but this is how I feel. Last year and a half, not not an elite pass protector anymore. I don't think. No, I, I don't think he, he, was- he stepped up though. There was time he stepped up and did the best he could. I mean, there's Thanks. yeah, he's he's not the same blitz pickup that he used to be. Uh, next question here from Jason Tim, and this is a little bit looking a little bit further ahead, and so you know we're gonna skip the Rams game and go straight to a question about the Eagles from Jason. But he wants to know who's most likely to be the spy on Hertz in two weeks. Is it Parsons a little? He has the speed, but I guess that takes away his pass rush. A third safety. Uh, they didn't use Parsons really to spy Hertz last year. Um, I kind of wonder, Brian, I don't know about you, with J. Ron Curse hopefully back healthy there and knowing that he is the most reliable tackler on this football team, is J. Ron Curse your best bet to spy Hertz in a game? Um, I think I think I would consider putting I think I would consider putting Wilson in that spot. Is who I would. I think I would. If you're talking about, to me, you got to get somebody that's a good reactionary player, and you got to get somebody that is a somebody that is like I say. I'm not taking Parsons away from Russian. I think that's important. Wilson tackles really well in open field, and he handles. What's that? Better than Curse. I think that I would. I, I think. I think Wilson is a quicker player than curse because okay. you're going to have to keep you might have to keep curse on their tight end yeah you know, with goddard so 
I the matchups here. I think if I'm keeping somebody, I think I'm using Wilson there. Do you feel like Dallas's defense? And obviously, we'll we'll get into this more when it's actually Philly week. But do you think right now Dallas's defense matches up well personnel wise with the challenges Philly is going to present? You know, I haven't seen a whole lot of Philadelphia. I know I'm just kind of seeing scores and stuff. I'm usually doing pregame shows or sure. Going who, knowing who Jalen Hurts is and yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've seen you know I follow enough people on Twitter to kind of understand what they're doing offensively, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you match up, I mean, yeah, you got to the, – the thing about it is we have to see how this Philly offensive line handles speed. You know, how do they handle in quickness? How are they handle in the edges? You know, it looks like to me watching them against Jacksonville, they're pulling centers. They're pulling guards. These are problems that the Cowboys had. Yeah. You know, that edge running game was a problem for the Cowboys. So – do they match up well defensively? Sure. But man, do they you're gonna be able to match up with the power and stuff that the, the Eagles run the ball with? That's gonna be the, the real question. A couple questions in defending the run for you here since we're already on that topic. Uh Mike D is asking the question: is Micah Parsons underperforming in the run game? It seems that his edge always gets gashed for a big run. I know you talked about the cut block and having to protect himself there. Uh, how do you feel about how Micah Parsons has performed uh, against the run this season? Well, what they've done is like the, the couple times that they've run at him, the the stuff with the cut blocks and things like that. That's that's clear. They're they're going to make him, you know, they're going to make him have to like try and slow up, slow him down, and all those things. I, I think overall, you know, when you look at the edge defense. Where the problems has been, in my opinion, in watching the All-22, is that you get an end that gets hooked or turned. You get a blocker on or receiver on digs, and he gets widened because he's not really interested in taking that on. Now, he'll tackle when he has to in space like he did in the Cincinnati game, but he's not interested in forcing that run. And then what happens to you then is Van Der Esch is was like, and I think it was like he was holding on gaps, like, okay, tackle is responsible for the A, Van Der Esch was responsible for the B, safety was responsible for the C, and anything outside was digs and those guys trying to turn it back in. Well, Van Der Esch is holding, 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 and then it makes him late because there's such a wide corner because Diggs is getting pushed, now there's no there's no squeezing the ball to him. Yeah. The ball is outside. So here's Van Der Esch trying to play the B and get all the way to the C, you know. I mean, Which are, for those listening who don't understand, those are the gaps that Brian started. Yeah, the gaps. gaps. A gap, B gap, C gap. And they're all fits. Everybody has to fit in a gap. And they did a better job. If you, if you watch y'all 22 – Watch the first play of the second half and watch all three, the end, the linebacker, and the safety all be in the spot where they have to be. And some of it you're thinking, well, Vanderus has got to come running from the middle. They've had problems with Vanderus is trying to play his responsibility and then get all the way outside. They've had the bar has been blocked several times. Yeah, you know, he's got to be better. Yeah, so – 
that's your problem. If you get a chance, if you get the all 22, watch the first play of the second half. That's how you're supposed to play run defense. Next question here, uh, and, and obviously this is a, a, a thing that will be debated a lot. I think it's been debated a lot on, on Twitter uh, in the aftermath of the game the last couple weeks when Donovan Wilson's been really good. Uh, George Murphy is asking, how do the Cowboys handle on-the-field time with Curse and Wilson? A lot of times last year and this year, Dan Quinn will play with three safeties on the field. Yeah. There, there were a lot of times last year where you'd have – KZ, Wilson, and Curse on the field at the same time, or Hooker, Wilson, and Curse. And so I don't know how much that changes. Even with Curse being out, McQuamu got some run yesterday. McQuamu got yeah. some playtime out there with Curse and or, or with uh Wilson and Hooker together. Um so Brian, do you see it generally playing out that way? Or or do you think last year's rotation saw more curse, obviously, than Wilson? Do you think those roles have flipped at all? Or is Curse still Dan Quinn's guy? I think Curse is still Dan Quinn's guy, but to me, now I'm now I'm in that mode where I'm thinking about playing Wilson just down. And then, you know, or, man, I keep saying that. But you could also play him, you could play Curse down and play Wilson back, you know, yeah. and then play with Hooker. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's pulling a linebacker off the field, and who do you want to pull off the field? R. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, Bar. To yeah. me, to me, I'm taking Bar off the field. I'm putting Curse down, and and then I'm playing uh, I'm playing Wilson back with Hooker, and you can almost play you know you can almost play Wilson down with him too. You can play him like in a you know just behind the linebackers yeah. or over shaded one way or another, or you can put him on a tight end. You know, so I. I'm getting. I'm trying my best to get Curse and Wilson on the field at the same time. Is what I'm doing. Uh, you know, mentioning Bar there and, and kind of jumping back to earlier when we were talking about Parsons. This is just something I'm kicking around in my head. Maybe this is a bad idea as a way to kind of counteract all all the cut blocking that they've been doing. when you know Parsons is in a a pass rush look, would you consider flipping Bar and Parsons' roles as a changeup potentially next game? let Barr do more of the pass rushing and let Parsons play a traditional linebacker? You know what? I no, because I've, I've seen what Parsons can do. I, I mean, I, well then what's it, what's the response to the cut blocks then? Do you think? I don't know. He's just going to have, it's going to have to deal with that. It's just, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be something that slows him down. I mean, there, that's, that's their. That's what they're going to do. Is they're just going to try and slow him down, and the cut blocking is. That's the way it's going to be. I don't have a great answer to that. When he rushes, is he going to jump over guys and make highlight plays? Maybe so. But set, set, cut. Set, set, set. Set, cut. Set, set, set. You know he's going to get that kind of. Yeah. You know, every time he rushes, you're going to see tackles. Tackles don't like to cut block, uh, but if, if they know it's going to slow a guy down, then they'll throw on you. They will throw on those guys to make sure it slows them down. That does it for us here on the Love of the Star podcast. We'll be back with you guys two more times this week, looking ahead to the Los Angeles Rams and that matchup. And, uh, of course, we'll be on Grip Watch with Dak Prescott out of practice. We'll have full reports from that. Uh, until later this week, we'll talk to you guys later.